Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. continually be in my mouth. Welcome tonight to a word from God radio broadcast here on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word especially for you. Psalms 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. By keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a holy lifestyle if we obey God's word. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, meaning the word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. I just want to say how good God is, how wonderful He is, how awesome He is. I wasn't sure if I was even going to do the broadcast tonight because my body has been under attack since uh, last Wednesday, I believe it is. But I decided, I said, I'm not going to allow the enemy to hinder me from doing what God has called me to do. 
and that is to share a word from God with you each week on Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. here on blogtalkradio.com. It is such a pleasure, such a pleasure to just come before you each week and just share a word from God with you. I'm telling you, God is truly an awesome God. I listen to this song each week, and the song says, Lord, make me open. I don't want to be the same, Lord. I, I want to change. I want things in my life to be different. I want to be a different person. I don't want to be like I was yesterday. But I want to change. I want to see things in my life change. I want to see things in my life in. Uh, I want to see things in my life improve. How many out there want their life to improve? What if people change taking place? Well, change only comes when you get into the Word of God and you apply the Word of God to your life on a daily basis. Too many times we as children of God, we that call ourselves Christians, we that call ourselves sanctified, we that call ourselves saints of God, we're still living the same old life that we even lived when we were in the world. Well, we're living the same old life since the first day we got saved, and nothing has changed. Many of us are still saved in Christ. We have not grown beyond baby status. But God says that there can be a change in your life if you want that change to take place. So we thank and we praise God that he will make us over again. He will bring change to our life. Hallelujah. Well, after the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there is a button there that says follow. And I ask that you please push that little button, that little icon, and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. I want to say thank you to all who have been following this broadcast. I want to thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. And just to let you know that I truly do love you all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in each week at 730 uh, on Sunday nights. And for those of you that listen to my uh, Wednesday morning business show, I'm so thankful uh, for even the encouraging words that I've gotten from that show. Uh, you can now go to our website called a word from God dot webs dot com. That's a word from God dot webs dot com. Browse our site I'm sorry, browse our site and uh follow our links to our other affiliate sites and blogs. As many of you know we do have a Facebook page as well called A Word from God. Uh please click the like button and this shows us that you do uh, like our page there on Facebook, and we're going to try to do a little bit more uh, with our blogs and with our uh, Facebook page. I'm still in the process of doing my CD and doing the book, so I haven't had time to update a lot of things on the website, on the blogs, and on Facebook page. But if you be patient with me, I promise you I'll get to it uh, at, uh, sooner as soon as I can. Um, also, you can email us at a word from God three 
at AOL.com. Our email address is a word from God three at AOL.com. Uh, if you go to our <clears throat> excuse me, our website, uh, and if you have like a oh a church announcement or you would like to be on the air for our Wednesday morning show, uh, I do have an ad and an advertisement uh, cost page on the website. It lets you know exactly everything that you have to do to be on the show. Uh, the cost is very, very minimal. I mean, it's very minimal. It uh, gets a chance for your uh, business to be um, talked about on the air. I will interview you, allow you to talk about your business, what God is doing in your business, what type of business you have, uh, and it's a very minimal cost. Excuse me for uh, being on our Wednesday morning show. Um, also, like I said, if you are a business owner and you would like to be on the show, uh, you can email me at a word from God three at aol dot com, and uh, I can give you all of the pricing information, or you can either go on our website, a word from God dot webs dot com. Um, also, we still have some CDs out there. Uh, one is called Secrets. The other one is I Give Myself Away. I'm still working on the um, the uh, the End of Times uh, CD. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> where I'll be talking about the Rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the Marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, and much more all the different things that are taught in the book of Revelation, taught in the book of Daniel, 1 Thessalonians, Matthew, and in 1 Corinthians. Also, I'm also thinking about doing a webinar on that series. So if I still, if I'm going to do that, I will definitely let you know in time uh, about the webinar and uh, what I'm going to be doing as far as teaching on the end times. Also, my new book is almost finished. It will be coming out. Uh, soon, um, it deals with the secrets and the masks that we wear. It deals with um, some other things about secret keeping, uh, about uh, keeping secrets in the family, uh, certain secrets that have been held on for years and years because we don't want to let people know in the family what's going on, so we just keep things to ourselves or about being downloads, all kinds of different things that I'm sharing in the book. So I pray that you will stay tuned for that as well. Uh, If you could also please visit our uh, website. You all know that I have a business called Lady Be Lovely Fashions, and I have a website called LadyBeLovelyFashions.net. That's LadyBeLovelyFashions.net, and I carry a lot of great, uh, fabulous, fabulous pieces of clothing uh, men's suits, women's suits, um, uh, just all kinds of beautiful pieces. I have jewelry, I have shoes, I have hats, I have handbags, all kinds of wonderful things on there. So if you would go to LadyBeLovelyFashions.net, you can just see all of the wonderful, wonderful clothes, all of the shoes, everything, the linen, everything uh, that we carry. So I would ask that you, when you get a chance to go on there, and uh, see just exactly uh, who we are and what we do have to offer you as a consumer. Um, I also ask that when you are looking at my um, 
webpage here on blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, that you will look and see that I have other affiliate links and there are other blogs and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, different websites. And there is one called Blood Pressure Awareness. And in that particular blog, there is a lot of um, uh, talk about uh, high blood pressure, eating right, changing your eating, lifestyle, exercising, uh, different things like that. Because you know if you change your eating lifestyle, you can't add years to your life. So visit our links on blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God. Well, it is almost time for us to get into the word. <clears throat> Tonight uh, I'm going to be sharing on being all that you can be. Uh, the Army used to have a slogan, I believe now it's called the Army of One. But um, before they had a slogan called, be all that you can be. Being all that you can be means that you're working towards something, that you are looking at the prize, that your your eyesight is straight on that prize, and you are not varying to the left, you're not varying to the right, but that your eyes are glued to the prize. You're not hearing what anybody else is saying. You're not doing what other people are doing. You're not moved by what you hear. You're not moved by what you see because your mind is straight, your eyes are straight on that prize. And that's being all that you can be because you're not allowing anything to stop you, excuse me, to stop you from getting to your goal. So tonight, that is what we are going to share on, is being all that you can be. But before we go into the Word, we are going to have a musical selection. Can we go back for a minute? Listen. This is the Kirk Car Remix!
Look at one more person and tell them, my blessing is here right now. If you believe it, sing. It's my time. I was 
my thoughts went to our President of the United States, uh, President Barack Obama. And I looked at the campaign that he uh, ran uh, back in 2007 and eight, and I looked at how he let nothing stop him. There was a prize that he was looking at, and that prize was the presidency of the United States. And people said things about him. They belittled him. They put him down. They lied on him. They called him everything but a child of God. They called him a terrorist. Uh, All kinds of things they said about him. But he never, ever would answer his tormentors. He would just keep on trying to talk about the issues. Every now and then he would make a statement, and he said, I'm going to make this statement, and this is it. But he always talked about the issues, what he needed to say, what he wanted to do to help change this country. And so he kept his eyes glued. He kept his eyes on the prize. I heard him say one time that he didn't even listen to the news while he was on the campaign trail. He didn't want to hear all the negativism. So he would just look at sports or or look at the stock market or whatever, you know, anything that would keep his uh, uh, mind on the prize. We all have to have that same kind of faith that no matter what is being uh, thrown at us, no matter what is being shot at us, no matter what is being said about us, we have got to say, I want to be all I can be for God. You know, time is winding up, and I'm not so much talking about uh, people dying or anything of that nature. For some, uh, time is winding up. But I'm talking about time winding up before the return of Jesus Christ when he comes back in the rapture to get his children. You know, we need to get ourselves ready. We need to say, Lord, excuse me, I want to be all that I can be for you before you come and take us up out of here. I want to be able to stand before the Lord and he can say to me, well done. He can say to me, you were everything that I wanted you to be because you kept your eyes on the prize. You kept your eyes on, excuse me, you kept your eyes on me. So tonight, we're going to go ahead and get into the message, being all that you can be. What is holding you down or what is holding you back from being all that God would have you to be? I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 6. Or you can write it down and you can go back in sometime this week. But Proverbs chapter 6, starting at verse 16 and going down to verse 19. And these are some things that cause us not to be all that we can be. And this is so uh, prevalent in the church. I see it everywhere I go, and I, no matter what city I'm in, no matter what state I'm in, I see these 
things running around in God's house, and it should not be so. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 6, starting at verse 16, and this is what it says. These are the things that are holding us back or holding us down from being all that God wants us to be. Verse 16, these six things the Lord hates indeed. Seven are an abomination to him. An abomination means uh, dislike, abhorred, uh, intense aversion or loathing, a detestable action. I mean, this just makes God. It says these six things the Lord hate indeed. Seven are an abomination. Um, number one in verse 17, God hates a proud look, one of arrogance and being prideful, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself. This is coming out of the Amplified Bible. I'm sorry. Uh, let's start again. It says a proud look, arrogant or prideful, the spirit that makes one over estimate himself and underestimate others a lying tongue one who lies frequently and hands that shed innocent blood meaning physical murder Uh, number 18 a heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans like revenge character assassinations Destroying a person's life and or spirit. Feet that are swift (coughs) in running to evil. Running towards the things of the flesh and not of the spirit. And verse 19 says, a false witness who breathes out lies, even under oath. Meaning even in a courtroom, these people will lie even up under oath, commit perjury. And then he who sows discord amongst his brethren. That could be your church brethren. That can be in your family. But a person that sows discord always has something negative to say about others, always wanting to put people down, always uh, wanting to keep mess going on in a situation, in a church, in a home. Are any of these things uh, found in you? A proud look. You're arrogant. You're prideful. Nobody can tell you anything. You look down on others. You feel like, oh, I'm better than her, or, oh, I'm better than him. Oh, they have nothing on me. Look what they drive. I drive a Mercedes Benz. Oh, look at her. She's in a 19... 98 Ford something, or she's in a 1998, 1988 Volkswagen. Oh, we're so much better. We live, oh, we live over here in South Lake. Oh, we live over here in Beverly Hills. Oh, we just, we, we live on the better side of town. And I have no, uh, I have no inkling to even go over there uh, down where the poor live because I, I just, I just can't be around them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, people just don't know who I am, and I just don't have the time to be bothered 
with the little people, people who are proud, people who are arrogant, just not caring about anyone else. There's people who have a lying tongue, and that's all they do. They constantly lie. These are spirits, and these spirits have nothing to do with the spirit of God. These spirits come from the other source, which is from the devil. These are are his spirits. The Bible calls Satan the the father of lies. It calls him a murderer. So all of these things fall up under him, the person who has a lying tongue, one who lies frequently, and the hands that shed innocent blood, physical murder. Now, you might say, well, you know, I've never took a gun or took a knife or bludgeoned anyone to death or I've never ran over somebody, but you've said something or you've had such hatred for someone. I mean, such hatred until you spoke out and said, oh, I wish they were dead. Oh, I wish she would just die. I wish he would just die. I hate them. That's murder. You've committed murder in your heart. Now, some people have gone all the way to physically take someone's life. But those of us who are Christians, I don't know how you can be a Christian and hate that way and wish someone would die, wish someone dead. But if you have thoughts like these, thoughts of murder, thoughts of of pride, thoughts of uh, uh, of a lying tongue, then, you know, you're not being all that you can be for Christ. Uh, next it says, uh, a heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans. You you, you uh, have, seek revenge on somebody. Maybe you were up for a job and somebody else got the job. Maybe they weren't quite as qualified as you, but there was something about them that got them the job over you. So you began to seek revenge, or you began to do a character assassination, or you say, you know, I'm not going to do anything he or she tells me. They don't know as much as I know. Who do they think they are? That is wickedness. And it is a heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and it manufactures wicked plans. And then it talks about feet that are swift in running to evil. You're always running towards the things of the flesh and not of the spirit. Running to places that you should not go. Running to people that you should not have dealings with. Talking to the wrong people, trying to find someone to side with you when you know that what you've done is wrong. You see, misery loves company. So you want to find somebody to side with you in your wrongdoing. So people that whose feet are swift to running to evil, going places that they should not go, uh, 
uh, talking, like I said, to the wrong people, uh, just doing things, running to places that they know that the Spirit of God would not want them to be. And then it says, a false witness who breathes out lies. You know what you're saying is not true. You know it, but you don't care. It's like a person that sits, goes to, is a witness uh, at a, a court case or on at a, at a trial. I mean, we've all watched Law and Order. We all see the one person that will lie, know that they're lying, but they're so good at lying that they don't even think that it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, I'm lying, but who cares, you know. Even up under oath, many of us will lie and say things that we know are not true. God is not pleased with that. And then the seventh thing God says is, he who sows discord among his brethren. Why would you sow discord? Why would you want to see upheaval and craziness and anger and madness and all kinds of things? When you sow discord, it can lead to so many other things. It can lead to these seven things. These six, the first six things can lead to the spirit of discord, you know, having that proud look. You know, feeling like you're better than somebody else. Having a lying tongue, just lying just for the heck of it. Uh, 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 Having wicked thoughts and wicked plans. Your feet running towards the things of evil. Uh, You know you're lying and you don't care that you're lying. So you begin to sow like a snake. You begin to, uh, like a farmer sows a seed, you begin to throw seed out there. And you water that seed and you plant that seed. And you get that seed into the right ear of the wrong person. And then a fire starts. And then that's when the upheaval breaks out and craziness begins to happen. And families start falling apart. Churches start falling apart. Because someone who is like a snake has come in and just destroyed everything that God has has placed there because of someone's jealousy, someone's evilness, someone's mess. So, so uh, Proverbs six sixteen through 19 speaks, it says, These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination. Do not allow these things to be named amongst you as a child of God. Are some of these things are are some of these things are are some of these things things that are stopping you from being all that you can be for God? Are you working towards being delivered from these things? All you have to do if you see yourself in here, I mean, don't get upset, don't get angry, just say, Lord you know, I saw myself. I don't like what I saw. And so, Lord, I'm asking you, would you help me? Help me to, to I don't want to be like this. I don't want to walk this way. This way is not leading me to be everything that I can be for you. This thing is leading me 
straight into bondage. It's leading me straight uh, uh, towards where the enemy wants me to go. I want to be delivered, Lord. I don't want to be like this because this is not being all that I can be. So you can ask God to deliver you from these things. Are you walking in these things thinking that you're okay in your eyesight and in God's eyesight? You know, many of us think we we have been in bondage so long to so many different things that it's become a part of us. And we actually think, hey, I'm okay. You know, I'm I'm doing good. You know, God hasn't said anything to me. You know, God has probably said something to you, but you haven't listened. Or, you know, you're not getting into your prayer closet and going to spend any time with God because of the fact that um, you're, you know, you, you're just not spending time with God. And so, therefore, God cannot speak to you if you're not talking to him. So we need to spend time with God knowing that, hey, I don't want to be like this, Lord. So I need for you to search me every day, Lord. Search my soul. Search my spirit. Show me. Show me what it is that I need to cast aside. I don't want to carry this weight and this sin. I don't want to be like this. I want to be everything for you that I can be. So God says in his word, six of these things he hates, and seven is an abomination to him. And it means this not only angers God and hurts God when we walk in the flesh, but the sin in our lives. Bring out the dislike, the loathing for the dis, for the detestable actions that our sin has produced. What fleshly areas are we walking in? Many of us are walking in areas of flesh that we should not be walking in. These things should not be named amongst us as Christians. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and uh, verse 16 through 21. And this is what uh, verse 16 says. This is Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. Starting at verse 16, this is what it says. It says, walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the desires of what the flesh wants to do. When you're gratifying just your flesh, then you're not walking in the spirit. You're walking in the lust of the flesh because your flesh wants to be gratified. You want to do what you want to do. You want to talk about what you want to talk about. You want to go where you want to go. You want to see and watch what you want to see and watch. You want to read what you want to read. You're thinking nothing about what the Spirit of God desires for you to do. You're just thinking about what your flesh wants to do. Verse 17 says, For the flesh lusteth 
against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. The flesh and the spirit are constantly fighting. These are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. The the spirit of God is constantly telling you, look, there's another way. Go this way. Don't do that. Go this way. But we seem to push the voice of the spirit away so that we can gratify the flesh. That's when we get into trouble. And then we want to go to God and say, God, why did you let this happen to me? God never lets anything happen to us without there be a warning first. God will always come to us first and say, thus and so. He will always show us something first. Now, if we choose to go against what God has shown us, then we don't blame anybody. We cannot blame anybody but ourselves. Verse 18 of Galatians chapter 5. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law, under bondage. You are free in Christ. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't expect to receive anything from God when you are, when your body, when you're allowing your body and your mind and your flesh to do the full controlling of everything that you do. Don't expect to inherit anything from the kingdom. Don't expect to be blessed by God. You know, many of you are maybe going through some things and saying, you know, Lord, why haven't you blessed me? Sometimes we're going through things because we're up under a particular trial or tribulation because of our walk in Christ. But in time, in time, God steps in and he blesses us. But for those of us that are playing with God, playing church, doing our own thing, not walking towards the things of Christ, but we're walking towards our own things, then and only then uh, will we not receive what we should receive from God because God is not in what we're doing. So if you're doing these things, then don't expect to receive anything of the Lord or from the kingdom of God. Let's look at number one is adultery. Adultery is a voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and some other person other than his or her spouse. Adultery is running so rampant. It's not just out in the world. It's in the church, too. There are so many marriages that are breaking up over adultery. I don't care what you're going through in your marriage. 
sleeping around with somebody else is not the answer. If you have a problem in your marriage, then you need to go get it right, uh, go talk to a pastor, go talk to a spiritual, uh, uh, a spirit-filled counselor, go talk to a marriage counselor. But going out and committing adultery will never be the answer for you because it is a sin. We are not to uh, be married and sleep with someone else. Adultery is a horrible, horrible sin. And it not only destroys marriages, but it can destroy the person who's committing the adultery, especially if you are born again because you begin to hate yourself. You begin to to feel like there's no way out for you. Uh, The person that you commit adultery with, they don't really care. They don't really love you. They're just out there satisfying their sexual lust. With some people, it's a game. You know, how many married women or how many married men can I sleep with? Because if I sleep with somebody that's married, I don't have to make make a commitment to that person. And then when you commit adultery with someone else, uh, then you begin to get those soul ties and you become so connected to that person through that soul tie that, um, you know, many many of you have watched these TV shows where the woman says, you know, the man treats her bad and all this. She said, you know, everybody else is girl leaving, but she keeps saying, I can't, you know, but I love him. It's that soul tie, that soul tie needs to be broken, that connection that she has with this person. She is physically, or he is physically joined together with someone else, and you begin to take on that person's spirit. Whatever that person is into, whatever types of spirits are attached to that person, becomes attached to you. And so you need to, if you're in an adulterous uh, lifestyle situation, you need to cut that thing off now. You need to ask God to forgive you. You need to walk away from that thing because it is not godly. It is not godly at all, and it is not something that we need to, as children of God, associate ourselves with. It's a filthy habit. It's an ugly habit. It's not good for you. It can destroy you. It can destroy your family. It can destroy your home. And and, and in another situation, it may not just destroy your home, but destroy someone else's home because I'm pretty sure the person you're with possibly has a wife or a husband. And not only are you destroying your home, but you're destroying the home of someone else. So if you're in that lifestyle, get out of it. Don't let that be named with you as being a child of God. Number two is fornication, voluntary sexual intercourse between two unmarried persons or two persons not married to each other. The same as with adultery. Fornication is another uh, thing that you don't want to get yourself involved with. Again, you're dealing with the soul ties. 
again, you're, you're, you're dealing with commitment issues. God told us to wait until marriage for a reason. God knew of all of the different diseases that were going to come and take place. God knew uh, that you may uh, go through two or three people before you find the person that you really were meant to be with. Women do not allow a man to take the gift of your virginity that God gave you. Do not allow the enemy to take that gift away from your future spouse. I know the word virgin is a cuss word these days because most girls don't want to be virgins. It's like a bad word. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, I must. I've got to sleep with somebody. I've got to have sex with somebody. Every girl in the school has to have sex, and I can't be the only one. Yes, you can. You can live a lifestyle so that when you marry, when you meet the man of your dreams, he's the one that God has for him, that the gift that you give him has never been touched. It's never been used, and it's never been opened by any other man. You can use, you can keep that gift for the man or for the woman that God has for you. It's the same with young men. You don't have to bow to peer pressure because somebody wants to have sex. You still have the right and the ability to say no. No, I'm not doing it because it's not right. My Bible tells me I am not to commit fornication. When I marry, that will be my first time of sexual pleasure. So don't let this, uh, don't let fornication be a hindrance to being all that you can be. Uh, Number three is uncleanness. Uncleanness means morally impure, impure, evil, or vile. Everything that we do in our walk with Christ, we should have clean, impeccable morals. People should be able to look at us and know there's something different. She leads, she or he leads a clean lifestyle. I've, I've never heard them speak, use profanity. I've never heard them tell nasty, filthy jokes. They don't even stay around when the filthy joke is being told. There's something different about them. When you look at your life and your morals, there's something wrong with your morals. Many people get caught up in, in, in filth. There is so much filth out there in the world today. I mean, just ungodly filth, stuff that you would be surprised that we as Christians shouldn't even know is going on, but then we should know so that we can uh, uh cause others to to uh walk away from that stuff. But there is such a a a flood of pornography, a flood of filthy 
pollution and vulgarity and 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 uh immorality. I mean there's all kinds of stuff. Don't let being unclean be a part of you missing out on being all that you can be. And then number four is lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is inclined to lustfulness, wanton, lewd, always wanting to gratify the flesh, always. That's when you get involved in your pornography, you know, getting involved in some of the crazy stuff that they do uh, in pornography. Uh, Guard your children when they're on the Internet that they don't get caught up into this lewdness, into this lustfulness, this thing of gratifying the flesh. I mean, it gets worse and worse each time uh, a person gets involved in pornography. They go into a dark, deep place. So you don't want to allow that to be a part of uh, being, you know, stopping you from being all that you can be. Uh, idolatry, that is the worship of idols or inanimate objects, you know. You get caught up. Uh, an idol could be your brand-new TV. It could be your brand-new computer. It can be <coughs> excuse me, your brand-new car, your, your brand-new home. Uh, your idol can be your husband. Uh, your idol could be your wife, your children. We get into an area of worshiping something else, and we don't worship God. We spend more time. The thing that you spend your most time doing, that becomes the thing that you worship. There are times sometimes when I want to watch something on TV or I want to be on the computer or something like that, and I will hear the Spirit of the Lord say, I want you to spend time with me. Turn off the TV or turn off your computer or, or get on the computer and and, and uh, do research, you know, on some scriptures or something like that. And it's not easy to, uh, you know, you got to fight with your, with your flesh because your flesh is, uh-uh, I want to watch TV or I want to uh, eat or I want to do this, but the Spirit of the Lord is saying something else. We have to be careful that the thing that we do the most, other than if we're uh, spending time with God, anything else that we're doing uh, and we're not spending time with God, anything else that can become idolatry to us where we're enjoying doing the other thing more than we enjoy spending time with God. Uh, Number six, uh, witchcraft, the art and practice of a witch, sorcery, magic, getting involved in uh, astrology, horoscopes, uh, the numbers, you know, what what this number means, or, or reading your horoscope. You know, some people cannot get out of bed. Uh, without, if their horoscope said nope, they don't get out of bed. If their horoscope say this, they do that. You know, they're they're getting involved in something that can be can become dark. Being careful of what we watch 
on TV, uh, being careful what we watch in uh, at the movies, that kind of thing. So don't let witchcraft, uh, don't um, don't follow some of these little old sayings, you know, putting stuff up under your pillow and and you and, and when you go to bed at night you dream about your don't don't get involved in all that kind of you know witchcraft and stuff like that. This is the time of Halloween, which is tomorrow night. A lot of craziness, a lot of stuff that's going on, and don't allow yourself to get turned on and to get involved with that kind of stuff. Uh, number seven was hatred. Hatred, the feeling of one who hates with intense dislike, extreme aversion, hostility, having the kind of hatred that I was talking about earlier where um, uh, you 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 wish bad things to happen to people. Uh, you want to destroy somebody. I mean, when you see them, you begin to shake violently because you hate them so much. That is not a part of who God is. God is not the God of hate. He is a God of love. As a matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. If you have these kinds of feelings, uh, this type of hatred, I mean, that it is so intense, that you you really want to hurt someone, you really need to seek God. You need to pray. You need deliverance from the spirit of hatred. Uh, you need to find out what the root of that hatred is. Sometimes uh, we have things that happen to us as children that we even blocked out, and we need to sometimes go and get some help, get some deliverance to get those things brought up to the surface so that they can be dealt with so that we can handle that thing, be delivered from that thing, give that thing to God, and God will just uh, sincerely set us free. Number eight is variance, Uh, not on one accord, always being conflict, where it was talking about uh, in Proverbs 6, talking about uh, sowing discord amongst the brethren. We have to be careful that we stay on one accord with each other, that we're not always in conflict, that we're not always going back and forth, arguing, arguing, back and forth. That's a spirit behind that thing. It's an evil spirit, and it needs to be stopped in your home, on your job, in your families, in your friendships. It needs to be stopped. These things I'm sharing with you tonight are things that you need to go to God for and you need to ask God, Lord, if any of these things are in my life, forgive me, help me. I want to get rid of these things. I don't want these things in my life. Uh, Emulations, number nine. Emulations are jealousies and rivalry. Always got to be in, in competition uh, uh, in in some type of rival with somebody else. Oh well, if she bought a new hat, I have to have a new hat. But my hat has to be better than hers. I mean, just jealous, jealous of other people for no reason. Just because maybe they have on something that you can't afford, or they're driving something that you can't afford, or maybe they have 
a better-looking husband or a better-looking wife. But just because their wife or their husband might be better-looking than yours doesn't mean that they have a good wife or a good husband. You don't know what they're going through at home, but you're sitting there being jealous over something. You have a good wife. You have a good husband, but you want that person's wife or that person's husband. So you're jealous of them. So you, you, you're, uh, 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 you're wanting to be a, a rival with them on the job. You know, he makes a little bit more money than I do, or she makes a little bit more. Cut all that foolishness out and let the Spirit of the Lord in so he can deliver you from that. Uh, number 10 was wrath, a strong, stern, fierce anger. Deeply resentful indignation. You can allow that that variance and that emulation and that wrath. You allow that variance and that emulation, it can turn into wrath. Strong, stern, fierce anger. Deeply resentful indignation. Uh, I mean, just a fierce, just a fierceness. You really can't stand this person. You you are thinking of ways to get rid of this person. How can I destroy this person? Uh, number 11 is strife. Strife is vigorous or bitter conflict, conflict discord, or antagonism, a quarrel, struggle, or a clashing. When you... A lot of times when you're plagued by certain things, demons like to travel in packs. And uh, we all know the story where it talks about in the Bible uh, that the man was um, uh, uh, delivered from the demonic spirits. His house was clean, and the the uh, demons came back a little later on and came back and saw that the house was clean and they brought back seven more demons, uh, uh, more eviler, more stronger than what they were. Sometimes um, when you have like variance, emulation, wrath, and strife, all of these things can, all of these spirits can come together and make you a horrible person. People don't want to be around you. People don't want to deal with you. People don't want to talk to you. But yet, you go to church, you love God, but there's something inside of you that makes you feel angry all the time. So much anger, so much hatred, so much discord. Uh, just uh, you're bitter all the time. Always quarreling. There's always a struggle. There's always a clashing. You need to seek God. You need to fast. You need to pray. You need to ask God to deliver you from these spirits. You need to go and get some type of counseling. Ask God to send you to someone that can help you, to help you get free from this thing. Number 12 was uh, seditions, rebellious disorder, always rebelling against something, you know, always trying to cause, uh, you, you, you don't agree with something. You You just say, well, I don't agree, so I'm going to rebel. That's an evil spirit. That's a spirit that will stop you from being all that you can be in Christ. 
Heresies, number 13, teaching other doctrines that is not the doctrine of Christ. They'll tell you something and it sounds good and and you got itching ears and, and you didn't like what you heard at church. Somebody else said something and he just tweaked it just a little bit, but there's not any real truth into it. That's heresies. They're leading you down the wrong road. They're leading you in, into a road of destruction, and you need to back back off of that person. You need to back off of what that particular doctrine, and you need to get back up under the teaching of the Word of God. Um, number 14 is envying, a feeling of discontent or covetousness with regard to others' advantages. Uh, that's jealousy. Wanting something, seeing somebody else with something that you want but you can't have, and they have it, and so you're angry at them. You're you're jealous. You're feeling jealous. You're you're feeling envious. You need to step away from that. You need to seek God. Ask Him for help. Murder, taking the life of another human being, willfully and cunningly. Sometimes you have people that. Devise how to murder uh, You have your serial killers uh, Now I would not say, say that Serial killers and these kind of people Are saved because I don't see How you can be saved And take someone's life But you can be saved and have Have some ill feelings towards People and wish Them dead but I cannot See that as a believer Either because we are to walk in love Towards our brothers and sisters Not just our brothers and sisters But towards all that we know That was number 15 Number 16 is Drunkenness Meaning being intoxicated With alcohol Frequently Of of a habitually Frequently and And habitually Drunk all the time Every time someone sees you Every time Someone walks past you, they can smell alcohol on you. Just uh, a drunk. I grew up in the home of a drunk. My father was a drunk, always. You know, the moment he would get up, he would he would start drinking until the time he would lay down at night. He would be drinking. He'd pour alcohol in his coffee. He'd pour uh, alcohol in his juice, any kind of way to to disguise that the fact that he had been drinking, but he was a drunk, and the spirit of drunkenness, <coughs> excuse me, it does you no good. It tears you up. It hurts your body physically. It destroys your life. It destroys your family. Constantly being drunk—that is a spirit. That is an evil spirit that you need to get off of. You need to seek help. You need to go to an AA meeting. You need to talk with someone that can help you. You need to go to the 12-step program. Whatever you need to do, you need to do it fast. Get away. Get rid of all the alcohol in your house and allow the Spirit of God to set you free from that particular demon. And in number 17, it talks about reveling, boisterous merrymaking or Festivity, festive uh, revel, revelry, meaning uh, wild partying, wild partying that gets out 
of control. Too many times, many of us um, have been in parties when we were kids and when we were young adults. We've been in parties, and maybe you were in one last night or a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But we get in, we get ourselves in these kinds of parties where there's drugs and alcohol and sex and all kinds of crazy things are going on at these parties. Uh, women get raped. Uh, men get so high they jump off of buildings. Uh, they just do stupid things while uncontrollable partying is that just gets out of hand. You can have a house party. You can uh, have your family, your friends over, uh, birthday parties, what have you. You can, you know, you can have a nice, a nice, sensible party in your home, your office party, something like that. But these wild, uncontrollable kinds of parties that actually destroy people's lives, that hurt people, that take something from people that uh, cause people not to even remember um, who they are when they wake up. They don't know what they did. Um, When I lived in California, I used to be a rape counselor. And whenever a young woman was raped, I would have to go to the hospital and be with her. And I remember one night, one night in particular, I had three back-to-back rape victims. And it was awful. But I want to tell you this, um, if you're anywhere, if you're anywhere and you are drinking a soda or whatever it is that you're drinking, if you get up and leave that table and you come back, do not drink that drink because you don't know if someone has put a, a rape drug in your drink. If you need to have something to drink at a party or you know, if you're out to dinner with somebody, even when you go out to dinner with somebody and you don't know them, you make sure that if you're at a house party or something, that you go get your own soda and you hold on to that soda for the rest of the evening. If you get up and dance, you hold on to that soda. Dance with that soda. Do not put that soda down. If you leave it there, go back and get you a fresh, clean soda that you opened because it can help you in the long run. you got to be careful if you're involved with wild partying and you know someone that's involved in wild partying, you know, try to get them to uh, get away from those kinds of people and to move away from wild, uncontrollable partying. These things cause us not to be all that we can be in Christ. Are you allowing these things to hold you back? Are any of these things holding you down? Do these things mean so much more to you that you would rather do them than to obey the voice of God when he is speaking to you? In Hebrews 12 and, in Hebrews 12 and chapter 1, it tells us to lay aside every weight in this sin which does so easily beset us. We want to make sure that our lives are so pleasing to God. Sometimes we have to do inventory. Okay, there's some things that I can use, and there are some things that I cannot use. 
We need to do spring cleaning in our spiritual household. Okay, I don't watch these kind of movies anymore. Throw them out. Just throw them out. Okay, I don't wear these kinds of dresses anymore. You can give them away or you can throw them out, you know. Um, You know, I don't read these kinds of novels anymore. You know, you can take them to a bookstore and, and they can pay you for them or you can throw them away. But what you don't need in your life, you get rid of. Anything that's causing you not to walk according to the things of God, just get rid of them. You don't need those things in your life. Uh, in Galatians 5, again, verse 22 and 23, it, uh, it says these things to us. These are things that we should aspire to do. We should have the fruit of the Spirit working on the inside of us at all times so that we can be all for God that we can be. Verse 22 reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You cannot get in any kind of trouble when you follow the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. There are nine fruits or nine fruit of the Spirit. The first one is love, agape, the God kind of love. Having God's love in your life, um, making sure that our love walk is pure, making sure that our love walk is uh, uh, that we're walking in the ways of God. The second one is joy. Have a great delight, happiness, to make glad, not worry, being in a state of gaiety. Just being happy. Being full of joy. So many of us as Christians, we are just so, we're mean looking, we're, we're not happy, we're not joyful. You know, so, I mean, you can laugh at a joke, it's okay to laugh at a joke if it's funny. I'm talking about a nice, clean joke. You know, if it's funny, laugh. If, if, if you see something funny, laugh. It's okay to be joyful. It's okay to be happy. It's not a sin to have joy in your heart. Be a joyful human being. Not all of us aren't always happy, happy, happy people, and I'm not saying that every day is going to be a happy day. But you can still win. Well, there's an old saying I heard uh, Charles Cap say that uh, if 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 uh, Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your good. As long as you have joy, I don't care what the enemy takes from you, he can't keep it because you're you're just going to rejoice and you're going to be happy in the Lord. The, the scripture says, "The joy of the Lord is my strength." Your strength comes from you having. Joy. So be joyful. Be happy. Uh, be glad. Don't worry about stuff. Just be a happy individual. Walk around and smile at people for a change. Don't always look sour like, you, like you're eating lemons or sour candy, but be a happy person. Uh, peace. The Bible tells us the, uh, the, fruit of, one of the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is having peace. Being in harmony, having security in God. 
The next one is long-suffering, meaning we're patient, we're enduring, we're fretfulness, we're without murmuring. You know, we can take something. Uh, if, if something knocks us down, we just get back up and we'll go back at it again, just like riding a bicycle. We, when we were learning how to ride a bicycle, we fell, but we got back up, and we got back up, and we got back up. But eventually we learned how to ride. When we were little babies and we were learning how to walk, we walked, we fell. We get up, we were a little unsteady, we try to walk again, we fell. But eventually we were able to walk. Then we tried to run. We fell, but we ran again. We fell, but we ran again. Eventually we were able to run. It's the same with long-suffering. Just be patient. Be enduring. Don't fret about stuff. Don't murmur. That's what stopped the children of Israel from going, uh, uh, what was a a two- or three-day walk or, or travel or whatever. It took them 40 years to get there because they murmured and complained all the time. God hates murmuring. He hates complaining. So just take it. Go ahead on and take it. Be patient. It will build you up. It will cause you to become strong in Christ. Gentleness means being mild and even-tempered, a state of being gentle, benevolent, soft of manners. Uh, Be kind. Be gentle. Be uh, benevolent. You know, reach out to people with a gentleness. Don't always try to act so tough and be so mean. You know, a lot of times that's a mask you're wearing because you're afraid. You're going through something. You don't want people to discover the real you. But be gentle. Goodness. Goodness means moral excellence, virtue, generosity. Have a moral. uh, Have excellent morals. Let that be named amongst you. She's a moral Woman, he's a moral man, a person of virtue. The next one is faith, having confidence, trust, and belief in God, knowing that God will supply everything that you need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Just stand fast on the word of God. Share, uh, Speak the word of God over your situations. Trust God. This is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. The next one is meekness. Be submissive and humble. Be be humble. Be submissive. Don't always be snapping and 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 uh, uh, just always uh, expecting people to do everything your way. But be meek. Have a gentle heart. Have a loving heart. And the next one is number. I'm sorry. The next one is temperance. Self restraint and self-control. Learn to hold your temper. Don't always be so quick to tear somebody's head off. Because if you pray, the Bible says that if somebody does things to you, that if you pray for them and love them, that it's like keeping coals of fire upon their head. You don't have to go and straighten anybody out. You just go to your father. It's just like when your brother and sister do something wrong. You go to your mama, and your mama straightens it out, or your dad straightens it out for you. God is the same way. Somebody's done something against you, you go to God. Lord, you know, 
this has happened, that has happened. I need your help. Help me, Father God, first of all, not to hold anything against my brother or my sister. Help me to love them. And then, Father God, you just work this thing out between me and them. And God will. Sometimes that person may be stubborn and not do what God tells them to do. And so maybe they might have to suffer a little bit. But in 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 time, they're going to come to you, and they're going to ask for forgiveness. And you didn't have to lose your religion. You didn't have to lose anything because you took it to the Lord. You followed the nine fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And there are three other things that I want to talk about, and that is um, when we talked about pride. So I want to talk about gluttony and sloth. Gluttony is an inordinate desire to consume more than that which is required. God does not want us to be overweight, always just eating and eating and eating, and especially eating and we don't need to eat anymore. Our bodies know when we should stop eating. Our bodies know uh, how much we can take. Sometimes, you know, some of us, we were raised on sugar, we were raised on fats, we were raised on salt. So this is how we eat. We have got to learn not to be gluttonous in anything. Don't overdo in anything, but especially in our eating because it it's not good for our bodies. Being overweight is not good for us. Uh, Now, some of us are built a little bit bigger than others. Some of us are built a little bit smaller than others. You follow your natural way of life, your natural way of, of, of being. But if you know that you have 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 pounds more on you than you need to have, then you need to do something uh, to change that. One thing is to stop being a glutton. Stop eating everything you see. Just stop. And, And I know that's easier said than done, but it can be done because you want to make sure that you're healthy. When we are gluttonous, we invite diseases to come into our bodies. Uh, uh, we invite this, the, the uh, as my husband likes to call it, the three sisters, which are uh, um, diabetes, um, high blood pressure, and heart disease. You've got to be careful. When we get so overweight that we're constantly on medication because we don't know how to eat, we don't know how to control ourselves in what we eat, then it's time for us to make a change. We've got to start exercising. We've got to start doing a lot of, uh, of changing in our eating habits, and these things are easy. But don't wait till something really uh, bad happens before you decide to make a change. And the last thing I want to talk about is sloth, which is the avoidance of physical and or spiritual work. Sloth is just a spirit of being lazy. We don't do anything. We just sit around and we do nothing. We watch TV. We eat. 
We play on our computers. We watch TV. We eat. We play on our computers. That's all we do. We don't get up. We don't exercise. We don't put on any clothes. We're just there. You know, this is our life every day. That's a spirit of being lazy. You got to get up. You got to make your body active. We want to be all that we can be for God. The devil is going to try to hinder you in whatever way he can through a lot of these different things that I've shared with you uh, on this evening. But if you walk in the way of the Lord, you will not seek to fulfill the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh rob you of all that God has for you. If you seek God's face and sincerely desire to change, God will deliver you from every fleshly thought, every fleshly desire, and bring you to a new place in him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us go and enjoy this song.
praise God. We just want to give you an opportunity tonight that if you don't know the Lord, or you just want to repent to some of the things that we shared on tonight, you know, God loves us where we stand, where we sit. God loves us no matter what we've done, what we're doing, because you're still here. You have a chance to repent. You have a chance to turn your life back around. God doesn't want to leave you where you are right now. He wants to take you higher in him. He also wants to take you higher if you don't know him, if you've never accepted him, and you've got some of these things in your life, and you've heard the word of God on tonight, and you're saying, you know, I I don't want to be that way anymore. I truly want to be all that I can be. And I'm just going to ask you tonight to pray with me. And uh, ask God to forgive you of your sins. Uh, if you're a backslider, to ask God to forgive you of your sins and to come back home to Him. If you're not saved, that you would ask God to come into your life and save you, to forgive you of all the sins you've committed, and turn your life truly over to Him. God loves you so much. And I know in your mind, the enemy is probably telling you, oh, God doesn't want to forgive you. Look at all the stuff you've done. Look at all the stuff that you're into. But God loves you. And 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 I can tell you that for a fact. Because I remember when I walked away. And God was constantly knocking on my door. Constantly nudging me to come back home. Constantly loving me through the whole process. And I mean, he gave me chance after chance after chance. And I know God's love. And I know that nothing that I could ever do, nothing that I could ever say will stop God from loving me. And that's the same for you. I don't care what you've done. God doesn't care. God doesn't care what you said. He knows that you've been angry at him for whatever reason. God understands. He knows. He knows your very thoughts. He knows uh, what your next thought. He knows what you're going to be thinking a week from now. He knows what you're going to be thinking five years from now. But I want you to know tonight that you can be free. You can be delivered. And God can become everything in your life that you need Him to be. So I'm just going to ask you tonight to pray with me. If you want to be saved, if you're a backslider, and uh, you need to come home, I just want you to pray this prayer tonight with me. Repeat the prayer with me. If you need the prayer, you may feel something, you may not. You may cry, you may not cry. But whatever happens, I want you to know that if you trust God, if you believe what you pray, that God is going to save 
you. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will forgive me for all my sins. Father, help me to be all that I can be. Jesus, come into my life and save me. Forgive me of all of the sins I've committed. Father, I want to come back home. I don't want to be wayward anymore. I don't want to allow the enemy to tell me what to do, to lead me and to guide me. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Lord, I want to put my hands in your hands. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, Jesus. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for welcoming me back home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we thank and praise God uh, for another beautiful evening here on blogtalkradio.com. As many of you know, um, the Spirit of the Lord has been prompting me to ask for love offering or donations or or for you to sow a seed to this particular um, ministry. And uh, as I've told many of you, I was praying about it, and God confirmed it through two, through two witnesses and through the scripture where it says you have not because you ask not. God told me to ask the body of Christ for a love offering and or donations. There are many things that God is, is um, uh, designed for me to do ministry-wise. Most the most of my ministry is to hurting women, to women who have been ripped apart spiritually, and uh, to women who have been raped, to women who have been abused through domestic violence and that nature. And um, God is getting ready to start sending me out to different places where I can minister. And anything that you can do to help us in this ministry would be much, much appreciated. I know that you give your tithes and your offerings to your church, and that's what you should do because you always give to the place where you're fed, and your home church is that place. But if God would just, if if you feel like God is laying us on your heart, please um, email me at... uh, a word from God three at aol dot com and I will send you a PayPal request and you can pay with your uh credit card. I just pray that if the Lord leads you this way, uh that uh it it would be such a blessing to us. If the Lord just leads you to pray, that's an even bigger blessing because we need your prayers. We need we need your uh encouraging words, we need your love. And we thank you so much, uh, those of you that have been listening to us each and every week. Um, it, it just does our heart good. I tell you, I've um, been battling this. Um, I don't know what this is that I've 
had for the last four days, but um, I'm just thanking and praising God that it's coming uh, to an end, and uh, I thank God for his healing. I thank God for his strength that he gave me on tonight. I pray that you were blessed by the word of God. I pray that you will uh, continue to uh, tune in uh, to us each week. Uh, It is always a blessing to uh, share the word of God with you. I'm I'm telling you, it means so much to me to uh, know that people are out there and they're listening uh it, it it it's 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 just a blessing i you know nobody can know how I feel because I'm me, but I mean it is truly a blessing uh to hear from you and and uh to know that God has done a work in your life because of this ministry. I pray that you would tell other people about the radio broadcast um because we want the more people that we can reach. Uh, the more lives will be saved, the more lives will be changed. And I'm just believing God for great things to happen uh, with this radio broadcast. Uh, Eventually, I want to be able to um, uh, do this uh, online through uh, TV. And so be praying for us because I know that God has a mighty work for us to do. Well, I want to say um, thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Uh, it is always a blessing, as I said earlier. It's always a blessing to come before you each week uh, here on blogtalkradio.com uh, with a word from God on Sunday night at 7.30. Uh, please join us on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for our um, our Wednesday morning business show. On the 14th of November, I am going to be having Mother Elmira Battles from the Day Springs Family Church. She's going to come on and she's just going to bless our hearts. She's such a wonderful woman of God. She's the mother of uh, the head mother at our church. They're at Day Springs Family Church. Uh, she's a woman that knows so much about being a lady, and she's just going to be sharing some special things with us. It's going to be, uh, men can tune in, but it's going to be a show for women where she's going to talk to us about being a lady. And so many of us need to learn about being a lady, how to be a, a woman of God. So I pray that you'll tune in on the 14th for that. Well, thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist, Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. See you next week, and good night. God bless you. Love you.
Lord, how to move out there. 